It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Ritter. We are Indy's hip-hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. Open Lines is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. And we're live on this Sunday morning. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the 106.7 WTLC Studios and the Hot 100.9. In downtown Indianapolis on this Sunday, October 8th, 2023. We are getting you ready for a big day here on these radio stations. Tonight is the very first mayoral debate of 2023. Airing live right here on 106.7 WTLC, Hot 100.9, and Praise AM 1310, 95.1. It is tonight at 5 o'clock. Jefferson Treve and Mayor Hogsett will both be in the building sitting on the other side of the studio from myself and my co-moderator, Oshia Boyd. Tonight's debate is put together and sponsored by the African American Coalition of Indianapolis. We are going to learn here in just moments what the procedures are, what we're going to do, how we're going to get things running tonight, coming up here in just a moment. Oshia Boyd and Marshawn Wally join me on our live line right now. Marshawn, Oshia, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning, Marshawn. Good morning, Oshia. Is oh, look, listen to all that excitement in their voices at eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yes. I, I look. I'm look. I'm excited about this. I, I've been doing all my homework and studying yesterday, but I also want this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> me too. There, there is a, there's a lot of preparation, Marshawn. This is, this is your baby. This is a, a an important um, public service to uh, the city of Indianapolis. This is the the first debate uh, between the candidates. Uh, so, on any station, whoever is doing it, whatever network is doing it, they would tell you that this is a big deal. And I'm here to tell you, it's on this station, on my station. This is a big deal. Very excited um, to have this opportunity to kick off, really, the debate season. Um, I know there's been some forums, things of that nature. We're also using a different format to allow more people to have access to it. So I'm just very proud of um, the fact that both of you, being you know Black journalists in this community, are leading that effort, because I know I would not be a great moderator. Um, but I know you two are going to have it all un- under control. Marshawn, what, what's your goal for tonight? We need their plans. We need to understand what their plans are, how they're thinking about the black community and their relationship with it, how they're going to partner with the black community. We're not asking anybody to save us. We're asking for a partner for our progress. So we need to know in the areas that um, have been identified, what what's your plan? How are you, how are you? What are you going to do that's different than the other candidates that relates not to minorities, not to black and brown, not to you know one city, to for black people? That's 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 the goal. You said the word the the term black agenda. What does that mean? So black agenda is um, specific set of policies that speak to black disparities. It's about trying to ameliorate challenges that black people face because some systemic racism, history, at some point we have to figure out how to move forward. And so there has to be intentionality now to get us to where we need to be. So now, a black agenda said, is a collection and I'm, and of I'm, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. So a black agenda is a collection of those policies and ideas that usually are government and stuff that we're going to do for self and then things that we want government to do. So, uh, so, so, so has the AACI put out a black agenda? I, I know you guys have in the past. What, what are you expecting? What, what standards have you set? So this year we did not put out a agenda per se. 
what we did is provided a community opportunity assessment and an issues prioritization process to set up what will eventually be an agenda after we understand plans. The reason why we're taking a different approach is because the data, the last survey that we did on Black Agenda feedback said that the community wanted us to work with elected officials to develop it, both white elected officials, black elected officials. And so this is the way to do that. We got data and information and issues from the community. We're gonna see how um, the elected officials or the candidate respond to that data so that we can come together and say, okay, this is how we're gonna work together to move forward for the black community. Uh, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. If you got thoughts or comments or suggestions for tonight's debate, you can throw those in to us, 317-239-1009. The May Oral Debate airing live right here on 106.7 WTLC, Hot 100.9, and Praise AM 1310, 95.1. Tonight at 5 o'clock, Oshia and I will be moderating this debate, sitting us across the room from... Um, Mayor Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve, not only will you be able to hear us on the radio, you will be able to watch it because we have a television studio inside of this radio station. And so if you go to any of the radio station's Facebook pages, as well as the Indianapolis Recorder website, who is another uh, sponsoring media member of this debate, you can see us. You can see us inside uh, the studio. You can see the reactions. It'll look just like it would on any other television station uh, so you can listen to us in the car as you come from the Colts game this afternoon, uh, or you can pull it up on your phone. You can watch it on, on your TV uh, tonight at 5 o'clock, and then stay tuned afterwards because Tina Cosby is going to have a panel of likely voters. And to get their uh, reactions, we're going to have them set up in a totally different room. So they're going to sit there and watch it just like you will. And then they're going to come on and, and figure out who it is they would vote for, Oshia as a longtime journalist in this community, what is something that you are looking forward to tonight? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, kind of what Marshawn hit on. I think so many times we often vote for candidates, get them in office, and then we, then we ask for our, our needs and our wants and, and try to make um, demands on them. And it's reciprocal. It is a transactional, uh, voting is transactional. So they need to know what we want, what we expect before we actually vote for them. So this debate, I really am excited because it gives us a chance to see what they're about and to and to formulate an idea and to actually start letting them know what the black community wants before once before we actually vote instead of waiting until after the fact and then um, being ignored as we often are. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. That's the number to get on the air this morning. The phone lines are ringing. Let's go to caller on line one, see what folks got to say here this morning. Good morning. Who's this? It's uh, Larry Cameron. Hey, good morning. And uh, Marshawn, you know, I am so sick, Cameron. I've brought this up a couple of times, how people who are well off, they have their jobs, they have their salaries and so forth, yet they come back and slander the rest of the black community. They slander me. They're in there this morning talking about racism and how they want to do something for the community. I think it's making an unauthorized appearance because they haven't affirmed who has told them to go out and gather and uh, make these statements and uh, make these claims about the black community. I think the most thing the black community needs to be done is left alone to uh, work out their own problems. I mean, when they come out talking about, and I know Moshan have done this in the past over at the state house, going over there as if he knows what the black community is wanting based on some contrived data and uh, talking to these uh, elected officials, right? But that's only miring us deeper and deeper in dependency and destroying our community. They can see that. They've already made it, uh, Cameron. You know what it's all about. It's about going to work and not trying to surface off of some person who is facing some unfortunate circumstance. We need to get to work. 
We need to stop going downtown to beg because we're not going to do it, get anything. Joe Hogsett have already proved that. He's ethnic cleansing Marion County. This, he's ethnic cleansing it. You can see that it's apparent. And I just wish groups like Marshawn and the Urban League and the NAACP, which are, you know, I went to an NAACP meeting one time. All they were in there is uh, wealthy black people who have been wealthy for many generations. It appeared like they were making plans to sell racism and sell the black community or the sympathy of the black community to anybody that would buy it. So I just wish one thing. They would stop going out and uh, making unauthorized appearances on the uh, part of the black community because Joe Hogsett ain't going to do anything, and Shrees might not do anything either, but Joe Hogsett have already proved himself. He's right. an unstable person, and he needs to go. All right. Thank you, Larry. And as I've been practicing for the debate rules tonight, Marshawn, your name was brought up in that statement. I'll give you an opportunity uh, to respond. So, um I always appreciate Larry he has interesting um, viewpoints uh, with the first black agenda that we used in, in really any time we're going to um, speak on black issues, we like to use data. Uh, the last black agenda survey had over 1700 responses uh, from black people in Indianapolis, Marion County. The statistically significant number is somewhere around 1100. So um, when we are, speaking about a black agenda, we're speaking about information that came from the community. As I mentioned this time, we did a community opportunity assessment and issues prioritization process, which is not a black agenda, it's not a policy document, but even in that outreach, we touched thousands. So I think it's important that when anyone is um, talking about black issues, that it comes from data, because we are not a monolith, as Larry demonstrates. Um, you gotta, you gotta know, you know, what the issues are coming from the people. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Got more phone calls coming in. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? You're live on open lines. Good morning. My name is Diana. Hi, Diana. Um, hi. This is my first time calling your show. Well, your voice yeah. is beautiful and your phone is super clear. Talk to me. <laughs> okay. So my <laughs> thing is, I'm listening to all of the um, commercials. To me, it's like they're big old kids just pointing fingers back and forth. Mm -hmm. So my thing is where they're talking about homeless, it's, it's everybody's problem because Indiana is one of the states where they lean more for the uh, the ten. I mean, not the tenants, the landlords and apartment mm -hmm. complexes. I work with um, Lauren over at the um, Tenants Rights Associates. We had a, a press conference due to kittle company how they just don't do anything to the apartments they put people out my my myself was evicted because their lady wouldn't let my daughter sign a piece of paper and when i went to court the judge wouldn't listen to anything i said so they're going back and forth on this homeless no you have to change the rules for the tenants to have some rights in the courtroom because every so that's my issue is the homelessness and jobs, how we don't – we have jobs, but we get treated very badly at these jobs. And that's all that I wanted to um, say this morning. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call. And some of that will be brought up tonight. Uh, part of the issue is some of those issues that uh, she just brought up uh, are ultimately controlled by the people on the other side of Market Street at the State House. Indianapolis actually has tried to put forth – some different ordinances uh, to protect homeowners and give homeowners uh, more rights, uh, because as she said, actually, we do rank pretty low when it comes to uh, uh, renters and how yeah. they are treated across the country. That is uh, fact. So while the mayor and city officials have already tried to put something forth, it gets blocked because the state law overrules them. And nothing can change until the people at the state house, which is a Republican supermajority at the state house, um, would be going up, would be the responding to a mayor from Indianapolis in m recent years, a Democrat mayor, or if Jefferson Shreve is elected, a Republican mayor. But still, um, that's unfortunately they can yeah. only do so much. Yeah, can I hop in here? You sure can. So 
this is an, a great example of a black issue. It's a black issue because the majority of black people, upwards of 60%, rent in Marion County. Um, in the white community, the, the home ownership rate is around 60%. So when the, one of the issues that was on the last black agenda coming from 2019 was actually the policy that Cameron, you, you referenced about um, a tenant's bill of rights. The city county council passed that legislation. The Republican administration superseded it and made it so that we couldn't do that. Um, the city couldn't do it. So what we did is we went down to General Assembly and with others advocated for eviction expungement. Now, eviction expungement is going to help everybody, but it comes out of the black experience in Marion County of being mostly renters. And so that's kind of how black issues work. Um, they come from black lived experiences and you develop policies to help our community. 317-239-1009. More calls coming in. Let's stay on the phone. Folks want to talk. We want you to listen tonight. Caller on line one. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good brother. Cameron Ritter and Marshawn and Miss Boyd. Oh, see, well, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. No, you got brother it. Brother Motep here. Thank you for taking my call. I know Larry gets a long time, but I'll be brief. Um, first of all, we want to get thanks to you bringing up these issues because these issues are directly related to black people. Number one, the racial profiling that goes on uh, a state-sanctioned fascism around this country, especially here in Marion County. Attorney Nathaniel Lee says black men are 6% of Marion County. Well, I had to go down to the New Justice Center a few weeks ago to perform some duties for a contract I work for. I went through every floor. I looked through every window, and I was told by people who work there that it's about 2,400 total in the place, and about 1,300 are black men. That's ridiculous. We know that racial profiling goes on here. I've asked the chief about it. He didn't want to deal with it. I asked Jefferson Shreve about it. He blamed it on a lack of fathers in the home. We know that it's racial profiling. That is a black issue. White folks don't feel they're racial profiled. We know they don't. Number two, this lawsuit with the 25-foot buffer zone. You've got one gentleman in South Bend, which I don't know his nationality, which the ACLU filed a lawsuit for, and now you have all the media outlets. Cameron, I, I think I sent you a number of tweets this morning about them. Mm -hmm. I, know, I told my mother, who's been an attorney 50 years, about this stuff, and it's totally not right. It is a black issue because after the Floyd <laughs> protest, the, 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 the state uh, legislators here don't want black people filming police doing their duties. That came out of the Floyd protest. Larry, that's directly a black issue, and I'm glad to see the media organizations taking account. Number three, the FOP trying to uh, facilitate or trying to craft and bully the judges. I asked Judge Gaither about it Thursday. He didn't like it. I've talked to my mother. i got two sisters that are attorneys. They don't like it. This is a black issue. They don't want bond for anyone. Generally, we see mostly black people who are locked up like Khalif Browder for three years for taking a candy bar for not getting any bond. That directly affects black people. I think those issues definitely need to be highlighted on. And lastly, medical racism. We know what happened to the doctor at IU back when COVID hit, the good sister who's not with us anymore. I worked in health. I'm a healthcare professional, been this in 30 Dr. years. I've seen with my Dr. own Dr. eyes. I see the lack of things. So these are issues uh, uh, that are definitely black people issues. It's no such thing as turning your head and putting your head in the sand to racism. It's here, and we have to fight it. And we're not thinking like Larry. We're thinking like you all. Uh, uh, Dion say there's no such thing as black issues, and I and I thoroughly disagree with Dion. He talking no, about you can't focus on black issues. That's that's not what to. he said. That's not actually. On Tina's show, he said that. Not exactly. He came on and said no. we cannot focus directly in Marion County on black issues. I thought I heard him correctly. Now I know I've been a scientist about 30 years. I thought I heard him correctly. No. Now if I'm incorrect, I'll go back and look at the tape. Go back. But I know go he back. said we, in Marion County we can't just focus on black issues. Did he not say that? What what he said, and I know because he and I have had multiple conversations this week about this thought, um, is that his point is that black people make up 33 percent 
of the Indianapolis population and therefore are the majority. So his issue is he and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said this on the radio, as you heard. And I wish he was here to he could say it best. But his thought is black people are the majority. So why are we uh, cornering this entire debate, to be honest, to just black people when Dion's argument is that black people are Indianapolis. We are the majority. So the black agenda is the mainstream agenda is Dion's point. He's not saying we shouldn't cover these issues. He's saying we should stop looking at them as just black issues. Charter schools, some of the things you brought up, health issues, if it affects 33% of a population and then on top of that, 50% of Indianapolis is not white, then the issues of minorities and the issues of black people are the main issues of the city is Dion's point. If Dion, okay, if you're I, I, I'll go back and review it. I stand correct. I appreciate that, but definitely we have these things. And thank you, Cameron. Appreciate you taking my call. Thank no problem. You. So, so Cameron, that is actually what you actually just said is um, the position that I understand that Dion has, mm-hmm. but as an economist, I actually disagree with him, and we've we've been actually talking about this. I know you have. have. Yeah. So we're not the majority. We're twenty eight percent, and so um, so the first thing is the numbers are wrong. We're twenty eight point eight percent of Marion County, and our issues are specific. They're not mainstream issues. Our issues aren't the same as the Latino community, the white community. You don't have. Um, more, as the gentleman said earlier, it's 1,300 black people in the Marion County uh, Jail. It's not just the 2,400. We have very specific issues that are reality, and we have a right to go to government and see how they're going to speak to our reality, not everybody else's. And um, yeah, so we, I, I disagree with Dion, and he knows that. But that's my brother. I know he's, he's. Um, we're, we're both fighting the same fight. I just see it a little bit different. Uh, Oshia, what about you? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I knew you were going to (laughs) come. I I can agree with Marshawn. I think that our issues are specific and we have the right to um, ask specific questions of candidates who want our votes and see what they will actually do for our community. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's what people have historically done when it comes to elections, when it comes to those who run for offices. Do you want to know what they're going to do about the issues you care about? Um, And that's a very American thing. And I think we have the right to exercise that. And we should do it. uh, We should do it with with as much force as with with as much power as we can. I mean, um, we definitely should not, like I said earlier, just sit back and wait to see who gets elected and then talk about our issues. We need to have our issues up front and center. And we do have very specific issues for our community. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Let's stay on the phone real quick. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Greetings, Cameron. How are you today? I'm good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I am well. Greetings to everybody that's on that's on your program this morning. Greetings to everybody out there. I want to start off like this, Cameron. Um, my phone number is 317-646-3842. If anybody would like a copy of the letter that I sent to the president uh, with my demands, then you can call me and I'll make sure that you get a copy. Secondly, our issues as far as people of color, our issues need to be the only agenda. And that's and that's period, because the Caucasians that live here, they're here because their forefathers raped and killed our people and they're living here. And they have the armies and and the police department protecting them. It is time for us to come to the real facts, bring the real agenda of our uh, power, take our land back so we won't be getting uh, charged and uh, we're paying rent on our own land. There's a lot of facts that I have, and I can bag up anything that I say. And Larry, this this is straight for you. You have came on this show for the last three years. You've been involved in all these different uh, religions, all these different programs, Sergeant in Arms, all these different things, and you have not been successful in anything. And for you to come on here to say anything about me or anybody else on this program is absolutely ridiculous. You are a failure, and you should never have come on this radio show. 
because you are not a person for the people. You don't care nothing about your own race. And I just wanted to publicly say that to you, Larry Vaughn, okay, because you are a loser and, that, well, and you're not for us. And I, I, I hate to put it like that, but this is after three years of listening to this clown come on this radio. And I'm defending Paul right now. And, I'm gonna, and I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I get it. Uh, but I'm gonna when I know when I know for a fact what these what these Caucasian people have done okay. and what they are doing. All right. And I'm going to stop you so right there for you. time as stop. I practice my my moderating. I'm, I only let you respond because he did technically call you out by name. So I'm practicing my but, debate but, rules and I let you respond. And just like I will do tonight, say, sir, thank you. That is time. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Cameron. All right. Have a great day. <laughs> Oshia, how have you been preparing for tonight? You asked me how I've been preparing? Yes. Um, I've been preparing by studying the candidates, looking over their platforms and policies, um, just kind of watching some of the commercials, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, like everyone else. Um, and just kind of seeing what's out there and what what they're talking about. And let's also listen to what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Like the one caller, I think she said that she felt like there was just a lot of back and forth. So I've just kind of uh, done some just, I guess, um, just kind of talking to people just about how they feel about the candidates. Well, and go ahead, sorry. Well, no, and I, and I was just saying I, I agree with you. I'm enjoying listening to what uh, people are saying because it's letting me know how uh, some of the questions that only Oshia and I um, will decide which ones are asked, allowing us to know where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think um, we want to ask questions, obviously, that people want to know about what they care about, not just the questions that we think people will care about, but the ones that people actually let us know they actually um, have concerns about, and there are a lot of concerns. <laughs> we have a lot of concerns about our city, and people really do care about our city. That's one thing I think um, I will I would like to resonate um, with the, with the people listening is that people really do care. We may not always know how to show it and and do it, but we care. Can you guys stay for a little bit longer? I said I was only going to keep you for about twenty, but the phones keep ringing, and I'm enjoying the the free uh, homework help here. Mm, okay. 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 We're going to take uh, a break and come back with more open lines as we get ready for the election and the debate, which is tonight right here on Hot 100.9, 106.7 WTLC, and Praise AM 1310, 95.1. It airs tonight live at 5 o'clock. And then stay tuned afterwards. Tina Cosby will have a panel of likely voters that she'll be talking to to get their reaction from the debate. Oshia Boyd and I will moderate tonight at 5 o'clock. Watch it live on any of our radio station Facebook pages or the Indianapolis Recorder website. And, of course, listen live right here on the radio. It's immediately after the Colts game today at 5 o'clock. Shivana, let's take one big commercial break, smash it all together, get these bills paid, and we'll come back with more open lines right here on Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC. talking today here on the radio this morning with open lines my co-moderator for tonight's debate Oshia Boyd is on our live line along with Marshawn Wally from the Indianapolis African American Coalition of Indianapolis as we get ready for the first mayoral debate which will be right here on this radio station whichever one you're listening to right now 
Just turn back to it tonight about 5 o'clock at 5 o'clock, right after the Colts game. Uh, we will be here getting you ready for the election, which is now less than 30 days away. Who are we going to send to the 25th floor of the city county building? Will it be Joe Hogsett for his third term or former city county councilor Jefferson Shreve for his first term as mayor of Indianapolis? We'll get our first glimpse and picture of that tonight on the debate stage. Again, airing right here on these radio stations. You can also see it in studio. High definition television cameras are inside of our TV studio inside of this radio station. And you can watch that on any of the radio station Facebook pages as well as on the Indianapolis Recorder website. Got a lot of phone calls that have been coming in this morning. I'm enjoying this because this is like debate prep for me, letting me know we've got a list of questions and letting me know, hey, these are the ones people care about and make sure that we ask something on those. That's the duty of Oshia and I tonight. Uh, 317-239-1009. Marshawn and Oshia, are you still there? Yes. Yes, I am. All right, let's talk to some more folks, see what they've got on their minds. <clears throat> Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? This is Mike Cameron. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine, sir, and I hope you uh your guest is doing well, too. I'd like to share something with y'all. Sure. Uh, yesterday I was on a, a, a talk show, Come On at Noon, mm-hmm. and I was mentioning about uh, I don't know who I'm going to vote for because even with all the million-dollar uh, commercials and all the advertisement that they flooding through the mail, Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for is results, and I mentioned about a park, and there's a street that for three years, been trying to get this street, over three years, tell you the truth, been trying to get this street uh, repaved because of chuck holes. Mm-hmm. It's, a low, it's a low curve, and yet if a car was supposed to hit one of those potholes mm-hmm. and jump off the curve and hit a child. Well, there was a caller that called in, I won't mention no names, that called in and said the reason the street is not fixed because probably only 2% of people was voting in on the street. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I'm at. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this, this is where I'm at. If that, if that is a thinker, a voter's way of thinking, First of all, okay, that he has to, first of all, support somebody in order for public safety to do public safety, to do their job, Mm -hmm. okay? That's, uh, you got a messed up thought about going in the booth. You want want to hire somebody because the capability of, of, uh, of a politician a service worker taking down notes, having leadership, and getting things done. You don't keep on voting for the same results and keep on talking. And, and second of all, Cameron, on top of that, say yes, it wasn't nothing but 2% of the neighborhood voting. Now listen to this. Our community is diverse. Okay, there are people from uh, Pacific Southeast Asia, from uh, Latin America, from uh, overseas, uh, in Hades, in various other places. So this neighborhood is filled. I mean, there's no vacant houses around here. And when you say neighborhood, you care to tell us where that neighborhood is? I'm talking. I'm talking about on the far east side, along the Grassy Creek uh, Clinic area. Mm-hmm. Okay, between uh, Post Road and Midhoffer. Mm-hmm. All right, there's, there's been a lot of uh, shooting around this neighborhood. You know, I've tried to talk to you about that before, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Been my biggest concern and all that. But this is where I'm at. We have all these different ethnic group of people. How many of them can vote? Because they here don't make them a citizen to vote. See, and that's what we need to realize. Everybody in your community can go to the ballot 
and cast a vote, you know, and uh, that is a big question for Marion County. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep talking about people don't show up to vote, don't show up to vote. I mean, um, how many people in the neighborhood actually legally can vote? Well, my, have anybody ever, have anybody ever done a, a survey on that? Yes, there has, and and Mike, I want to thank you for your call. I knew I'm I there is a correlation. You know, if you look around the country, I'm sure you would find correlations of areas that vote tend to get things a little faster than areas that don't. And Marshawn, I bet that you have some data uh, somewhere on that, or uh, who's been registered to vote and who turns out to vote. Yeah, so um, where I would start is upwards of 60% of black people live in predominantly black communities. Mm-hmm. We also know that those homes, when they are living in a home, are devalued by up to $18,000 um, relative to a similar home in a, in a white community. And so not only are you dealing with like the economic issues of being in a community that has lower, that's producing less tax dollars for services. Um, the, the gentleman also mentioned, you know, there's people that can't, that actually cannot participate in the political process. And so um, that, that actually ends up hurting. I know the city has done studies in the past where, you know, in the Ballard administration, there was actually a slight um, uptick on communities of black communities being paved and having city services, because I think there was a level of intentionality in that. Um, and I don't know what it's looked like under um, the Hogshead administration, but, you know, we, we've got potholes, we've got issues, and some of it has to do with the state um, and funding. And so it, it, it is a challenge. 317-239-1009, More calls coming in. Call, they're online, too. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Hello. Hello, you're live on the air. Who's this? Oh, yes, my name is Monty. Monty, good morning. Talk to me. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I, I'm from Detroit, and I have recently moved to Indianapolis. I've been here about uh, maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, since uh, the big debate is about voting, mm-hmm. uh, so the Far East Side, I live around Arlington, Post, German Church, Midhofer, and things like that. We have almost like an onslaught of a lot of, refugee or are they domicile or something that's going on with the Haitian community and the Mexican community and they're undocumented and everything like that. Will they be able to vote? Ask that last part of the question again. No, I'm saying, uh, because like I said, on the East side of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. this is Marion County. I was wondering because the, the Haitians and the, the Mexican community and everything that are here undocumented, will they be able to vote or will they be able to do anything that will help our community? And if they're citizens, they can vote. And if they're registered to vote, but if you just, if you're an immigrant, I think what you're asking, the answer is no. So they won't, but they're, they're, they're a big part of our community now. Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and most of the apartments, because I do do maintenance at mm-hmm. apartments and everything like that, my mm-hmm. apartments now is about 65 to 70% Haitian immigrant. Right. So, and but, so that, affects, that directly affects the black community, and I want to know if that will have anything to do with the things that we need and the things that will help us to move forward. Because absolutely. Because we have all these people here. Absolutely. It has everything to do with it, but unfortunately— in a lot of cases, they can't actually vote if they are not American citizens and, of course, then registered to vote. So while they are in your community, it, it would take people like you to go and vote and say, I'm not only voting for me, but I'm voting for the people who live in my backyard, in my neighborhood, but can't vote for themselves. But we're all in this together at that point because y'all live on the same street. And yes, and like I said, they are taking, they're doing exactly what they need to do, and they're they're trying to make a... I, like I said, the best life that they can afford themselves. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know because we're always looking at the black community to do anything. Are they considered African American? Are they considered uh, just a, 
a burden of or a warden of the state or well let's uh, ask, let's ask know. the data guy Marshawn. <laughs> no, they're not. Um and so that that actually becomes um an, an important issue and an important distinction. So African Americans have specific issues, um and it, it becomes important to make the distinction because black people have been in Indianapolis for two hundred years, over two hundred years. We do have populations that are arriving or that have been um, in the city less than that, substantially less. A good example is this community. They've been in the community for maybe 30 years. That You have fundamentally different issues when you are just getting here or have been here for 30 to 50 years versus a community that's 28.8% of the population and has been here for 200 years. I don't disagree with Cameron when he says that if they're living in your community, then um, then that's something that you should be considering as you think about your community, um, thinking about your issues and how that relates in the voting process. But the reality is black people have specific issues. We've been here for 200 years. And we have to figure out how to advocate. I think we're often called to advocate for ourselves and everybody else. But I just want to make sure that we continue to think about our issues in a very deliberate um, and intentional way. Because if we do that, then we can help everybody else. All right. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Cam, is that me? That's you. Good morning. This is Ron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good, and you're looking pretty good in 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, Thank you. It's moving a struggle on. on that 4 o'clock uh, hit. It's a struggle. Continued success. Uh, Emotep, he has helped me with his knowledge on medical uh, issues. Uh, he got me off of, uh, what do you call that, lisinopril. Larry, whenever you call, please continue to call. Larry is, most people have a problem with Larry because he is too real. Larry is the realest person on this radio when he calls in. I ain't mad at you, Larry. Continue to call in. Uh, it looks like Mayor Joe Hogsett has been adopted by a black family. Um, <laughs> Jefferson Shreve is being uh, cut to the quick by his white Republican supporters because he said that he was going to go against the Second Amendment and try to do something about guns. So he has lost all those people over at WIBC and, and, and his, other, uh, his other Republican followers, whether he votes for Trump or not. I could give a crap. Cam, my granddaughter yesterday reminded me uh, that we should be helping the less fortunate. She's seven years old, and she told me that she was going to be doing stuff to help the less fortunate. Last night I was watching TV, and I was reminded that we are to help those who are less fortunate than we are, those who are in prison, those who need help. So I am spending this day doing what Nike said, just do it. I intend to be a loving, kind, and giving person this day. Uh, I, we already know who, uh, well, what the mayors are, or mayor, mayor candidates have said. All you got to do is look at their commercials. Uh, they're telling you what kind that they're going to do or how much they don't like the other guy. But we shall see. Uh, wishing you all the best. Uh, looking forward to the debate, even though I don't think nothing new is going to come out of it because uh, so many people have already probably made up their mind. It doesn't matter. Life is good. You have a good day, Cam. Uh, your, your listeners, wishing you all all the best. Uh, be loving, kind, forgiving. We have to be uh, carers uh, of our brothers and sisters. Uh, wishing you all the best, Cam. Take care. All right. Thank you. 317-239-1009. Let me get another call on line two. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? This Pierre. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Pierre. Good morning. Okay. Do it. Let me show you how to do it real quick. Some people like to hear themselves talk. Um, what I want to know from the uh, candidates is um, what are they going to – what's the plan uh, to get ahead of um, – any potential um, influx of um, undocumented uh, people coming to Indianapolis, because at some point they're going to have to ship them out of Chicago and send them somewhere. Uh, what's the mayor's plan? <clears throat> what's his plan to clean up downtown? Him and Shreve, I haven't heard much from them about that. And uh, what are they going to do to protect these businesses? 
Um, so we don't lose grocery stores and um, uh, drug stores and everything to theft. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you very much. 317-239-1009. The debate is tonight live at 5 o'clock right here on 106.7 WTLC, Hot 100.9, and Praise AM 1310 95.1. You'll also be able to stream us and see what is happening inside of the HD television studio if you go to any of the radio station Facebook pages and the Indianapolis Recorder website. Tonight's debate is being brought together by the African American Coalition of Indianapolis, and we are excited to have the first mayoral debate right here on these radio stations as we are now less than a month from Election Day. Um, Oshia, what is uh, one of the things that you hope to accomplish tonight? Oh, uh, such a lofty question. Mm. Um, <laughs> I hope that we help voters decide, at least give them good information so they can make their decision. Um, I know one of the callers said that people have already decided they already who they're going to vote for, but another person said still undecided. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that we that people come away with some concrete information that can help them make a good decision on who they think will best represent um, their their needs and their wants. And um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the candidates give good good answers, too. You know, that's one thing about debate. They like to duck and dodge uh, <laughs> and, and kind of revert to their talking points. So hopefully they'll actually give good information so that the voters can choose. Because that's really what it's about is the voters. You know, for me, and, you know, you hear a lot of people, make sure you ask this and you should ask that and you should talk about that. And while I appreciate all of that, it does, there's a weight that gets put on you. But for me, my, what I want people to take away is the difference between the two candidates, because I've heard from a lot of people who are like, well, they look alike and (laughs) they're website says the same stuff and he just Mm -hmm. says whatever he says and he just says don't vote for him and he says don't vote for him i want people to know well what is the difference between the two of you like it or leave it i want people to know what the difference is yeah i think that's a good point the difference will help you decide who you who you want to vote for because maybe not everybody checks maybe a candidate doesn't check every single box but uh, it's 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 just like when people say, uh, you know, voting for Trump and voting for Biden, it's the same thing. We're voting for Hillary and voting for Bernie or voting, voting for Trump. It's all the same. It's like, actually, it's nuts. Yeah, there's a difference. And I think you also have to look at voting for the mayor. It's not in a vacuum. I think we often look at it just as this this specific office. But the mayor deals with city county council. The mayor deals with the police chief, IMPD, and as well as what's happening at the state house. I think all these things you have to consider all the things when you're voting. Let me uh, try to squeeze in another call or two before we go off the air at nine o'clock. The debate is at five o'clock tonight, and we're excited to do it and excited to be done with it. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine because it's a lot. It's been fun. I've been studying all day. My brain is full. So I I am ready to I'm ready to get down to business. And I hear uh, some of the candidates are quite ready themselves. Uh, so it should it should should be interesting based off of some of the intel that I got that uh, the fellas are ready. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on open lines. Who's this? This is William. William, talk to me. What's on your mind? Well, I want to kind of touch on what the gentleman said about the specific issues we have in our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big question I have is, no matter who we're voting for, how do we really hold their feet to the fire on those specific issues that really affect our community? I mean, even the youth, as far as like opportunities and and even job opportunities for those parents for disenfranchised youth. But whatever they promise us and whatever we actually need in the community, whoever we're voting for, how do we really hold them accountable and, and, and hold their feet to the fire so that we really get something done that makes a difference and a change in our community across the board? You That's know, my question to any of them. And you know what? Uh, my thought on that is we have to show up 
I'm talking about we as voters have to ask what you just asked at other times, except at election time. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes I'll end up, well, not now because I work the morning show, but when I would work nights, I'd end up going to city county council meetings. And unless there was something super big on the agenda that we've been talking about on the news and that people are super duper upset about, nobody's in those meetings. Nobody. And when I say nobody, I mean, there might be five people sometime in the in a city of a million people. You might have five residents showing up and that's when you can get that one on one time. And that's when they know ooh, somebody showed up for this. I mean, thank you for the call, by the way. Say what you want about Larry. Um, Larry does show up and Larry is in those rooms and everybody knows Larry's now. I'm not saying what they think about what Larry thinks, but I'm saying Larry shows up. And if you want to know what Larry looks like when he shows up, just Google Larry Vaughn, Indianapolis is usually some clown makeup and a paper bag over his head. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Uh, but Larry shows up. And I think that's a lot of what we have to do. I felt like I heard Marshawn trying to chime in there. Yeah. So this is the reason why we're having a debate and asking for their plans. When they give us their plans and tell us what they're going to do, we can vote before the election. We can decide which plan does better for our community specifically. So that's why we're asking specific questions about the black community to, for the black vote to, to have its way. But then after that, we can say, okay, you told us before the election, this is what you were going to do. Now, for over the next four years, every time I see you, I can say, what are you doing on this? Where are you on that? Instead of having to go into a meeting and say, well, what are we going to do about We've already figured out what we're going to do about something. Now I need to, it's a different conversation when you do it this way. So um, the debate tonight is an opportunity to get their plans, help them tell us what they want to do specifically for the black community, not minorities, not, you know, all Indianapolis, but black people. All right. Let me get the last call in before we wrap up. Caller on line two. You got the last word. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm just calling. This is Nyla. I'm calling because I want to make sure everybody knows about the job fair that's going to be at Ivy Tech. I don't know if it's already gotten announced, uh, but they're having it from 10 to 2, uh, and they're going to do information on expungement, resumes, all of those kind of things. It was announced yesterday. I'm just announcing it again. It's from 2. It's from 10 to 2 this Tuesday at Ivy Tech at their culinary center. I won't get on these charters that are closing right now, Cameron. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let the focus be about uh, people getting there. It's open. It's concerned about the black males, but it's also a focus for open for anybody that needs to look at resume, uh, getting back. Uh, Ivy Tech's going to do testing, you know, as far as skill testing. They're going to be doing that. So it's going to be a lot going on from All 10 right. to Tuesday. Have a good day, Cameron. Thank you so much for calling in with that information. Greatly appreciated. And, yeah, plenty to talk about on the charter school issue as well. That might just come up at tonight's debate, which is airing live at 5 o'clock right here on 106.7 WTLC, Hot 100.9, and Praise, AM 1310, 95.1. You can stream us on Facebook. Go to any of those radio station websites. You can stream us right there. High definition inside of our television studio as O'Shea Boyd and I will sit across the room from Mayor Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Tree. Less than a month now from Election Day. The first mayoral debate airs right here tonight at 5 o'clock. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We'll be back here today in, well, about six hours. We'll be back here in this building getting ready for our big night here on the air. Marshawn and O'Shea, thank you so much. We look, Thank you. we look forward to seeing you guys here later today. Go Colts! We'll see you after the game. <laughs>